0: More on the White House Coke. <laughs> Fauci has a security detail, and guess who's paying for it? Mm-hmm. And keep your eyes on China. Everybody's screaming about Russia. Keep your eyes on China. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, it is Tuesday, 10 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. Does this week seem like it's crawling along? Yeah, it does. It really does. we got all that and more. In fact, we have a breaking story that just got uh, posted uh, within the last 10 minutes. I'll talk about that. It's not in our show notes because it literally just happened. So I will have that for you coming up in just a bit. Right now, though, let's move on over into our favorite little baby, Shiba Inu Miko. And the Miko update, this has to be... One of the best pictures of Miko I've ever seen. Look at that smile. <laughs> Shiba Inus have this smile that just goes right to your heart. That is a fantastic picture of her taken, I think, yesterday. But, man, I'm telling you. Yes, that's because she was eating treats. In fact, she is eating a treat right there in that picture. You can see it here in between her paws. And so she's got, uh, she got all kinds of... Goo on the couch. This couch is a waste. I just gotta throw it away. <laughs> it's been it's been me would if you know what I mean. But look, uh, just an amazing picture. Wow, she's doing great, everything's going well. Barkbox.com slash Miko. That's our link. If you want to get yourself a great deal for your dog, every month a themed box of goodies and treats will come to your door. Every month is a new theme. And when you sign up for a multi-month subscription using the uh, URL BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O, you get a free month. Or in our uh, show notes tonight where you see the description for BarkBox, below that is a very limited time offer. If you choose, instead of the free month, you can get a free dog bed. Come in different sizes. They're plush. They're gorgeous. Your dog will love it. And, uh, yeah, you can get that link too. Just check it out in the show notes. BarkBox.com. And uh, if you ever are not happy with anything, they'll make it right, because they have a 100% happiness guarantee. Every month, a totally customized box of themed toys and treats for your pup will come right to your door. Two toys, two bags of all-natural treats, and a dog chew from BarkBox.com. Thank you, BarkBox, for helping to sponsor the show and the uh, Miko update. Do check them out because they are, yeah, they're incredible. Hey, by the way, our live chat is open. I can see your chat. So if there's anything you want to say, you just put it in the chat and I will respond, providing it's appropriate. Uh, this just broke and I don't have it on my show notes. I'm actually reading it from my, look at me go on the phone. <laughs> I'm actually reading it from my notes. Uh, Trump Donald Trump has been notified he is the target of the grand jury investigation into January 6th, expects to be indicted and arrested. Trump said, wow, on Saturday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived from the turning point event in Florida, um, deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's Department of Justice, sent a letter Again, it was Sunday night, stating that I am the target of the January 6th grand jury investigation, giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which uh, almost always means an arrest, and indictment. So Merrick Garland, Joe Biden's attorney general, Interfering in an election, arresting their political opponents. Folks, it's just, it doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. These people will never give up. You need to do all you can to make sure that you get out and vote. Hang on, I dropped something. (laughs) I have to go get it. Well, that doesn't happen very often, does it? Okay, there we go. I think we need to drop that down one there. Sorry, I know I went off mic a little bit there. Okay, what do we got going on tonight? We got lots going on tonight, including, of course, we will do our book coming up at the uh, towards the last half of the show. We'll have that for you. But uh, we have an update from Zero Hedge on the White House cocaine, which, you know what? I watched a few clips of Carmela Harris making some speeches, and... I'm beginning to think that Coke might have been hers instead of who we all know it already was. The Secret Service did not talk to Hunter Biden about the White House Coke. This is the latest, just popped today. Following the announcement, the Secret Service had shut down the investigation into the cocaine found inside the White House without finding a suspect. Senator Tom Cotton said they didn't even talk to Hunter about the matter. We got no answers, Cotton said during an interview with Fox, adding, that's not surprising. The Secret Service is a troubled agency and it's long had challenges. It probably needs new leadership, like all the Department of Justice departments, FBI DOJ in general I take this very seriously I mean what if it was anthrax cotton continued this is supposed to be the most secure building in the world yet the Secret Service closed down the investigation after only a few days with no suspects it is my understanding they barely conducted any interviews this is Tom cotton I don't think they interviewed the president's son, who is a known crack and cocaine addict. This is like if the Hamburglar lived in the White House and all the hamburgers disappeared. (laughs) And they said they didn't have any suspects or know anyone they could question. (laughs) What a great analogy. I love Tom Cotton. Uh, Anyway, that story is in our show notes tonight if you want to read more about it. But, uh, yeah, there you go. (laughs) The Hamburglar in the White House. All right. Hey, thankfully, his ugly, short, little nose criminal Fauci has not been in the news lately. Thank goodness, because if I never see him again, it will be too soon. Hopefully, the next time I see him, he'll be in an orange prison jumpsuit. But Rand Paul has come out with some interesting information. I'll bet you didn't know about the little crook. Rand Paul says he's confirmed that Fauci has a government-funded security detail amid his alleged retirement. Seriously, Senator Rand Paul, a Republican from Kentucky, confirmed former director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Fauci, is receiving government-funded security despite his alleged retirement. On uh, Jesse Waters' Primetime, Monday, Paul said Health and Human Services admitted that the U.S. Marshals Service is paying for Fauci's security detail and HHS is reimbursing it. We asked HHS, HHS earlier this summer. We said... Is he still working? Does he still have his limo? And does he have a driver and a security detail? HHS actually came back to us and said they haven't been paying for it since January. But then we discovered that Fox did an FOI, the Freedom of Information Act, a FOIA request, and a judge forced them to say that while HHS was not directly funding it, the U.S. Marshals were funding it. So you can imagine, we asked the government, are you funding his limo driver and security? And they say, oh, we're not doing it, but somebody else is doing it. And we're reimbursing them? <laughs> A perfect example of how the government is lying to the people, to its representatives, to just about anybody who'll listen. He said he's unsure why Fauci's receiving these services if he's retired. The only retired official that gets this kind of treatment is a former president. So Rand Paul says, I have no idea why this bureaucrat still has a limo driver and a security detail. And we want to know, does he still get legal representation? Because he may need that eventually. Yes! <laughs> and it's not like Fauci can't afford to pay his own damn limo driver and security detail, since he was the highest paid employee In the government. In fact, during the pandemic, his wealth increased by 30%. How much did your income go up during the pandemic? Hmm? How much? 10%, 5%, negative 50%? Fauci's went up by 30%. Happy about that? Incredible. And he still has a limo, he still has a driver, and you know who's paying for it? You are. There you go. There you go. Zuckerberg's back in the news again. (laughs) Threads. Do not, look, okay, you want to sign up for threads, go sign up for threads. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Please read the privacy details that you are giving up when you sign up for Threads. It's a lot. It's more than almost any other one. They all have them. But Threads, pff, over the top. And because it is linked to your Instagram account, if you have an Instagram account, and people have Instagram accounts that get millions of hits, if you ever decide you don't want your Threads account anymore and you delete it, it deletes your Instagram account. They are connected. You delete one, the other goes away. So think carefully. Zuckerberg's threads is already coming unraveled. Oh, you like how I did that? House investigating censorship and demanding answers. This is from Red State. Article is in our show notes. Uh, It's barely up and running. Twitter owner Elon Musk has already threatened a lawsuit for allegedly misappropriating Twitter trade secrets. Competition is fine, Musk says. Cheating is not. Some liberals immediately declared they were throwing over Twitter for threads, then hilariously found themselves crawling back to Twitter. (laughs) There have already been a lot of problems with threads reportedly censoring people and posts with no grounds for appeal, not to mention they are collecting all of your data. Among the people initially censored, Donald Trump Jr., of course. Among the threads censored was one about the White House cocaine. Andy Stone, head of communications for Meta, admits and called it a mistake that never should have happened. (laughs) The now House Judiciary Committee chair, Jim Jordan, demanding answers. They've already looked into big tech censorship. He sent a new letter on Monday to Zuckerberg. You know what, Jim? What say we stop with the seriously worded letter or the heavy tweet and actually do something? And that goes for all you Republicans on Capitol Hill. Instead of sitting there wringing your hand, clutching your pearls, sending strongly worded letters and mean tweets, why don't you get off your asses and actually do something for a change? That'd be a nice breath of fresh air, don't you think? But nope, we're just going to continue to not rock the boat. We're just going to continue to send strongly worded letters and bad tweets. Yeah, because that'll do absolutely nothing. The X F B I agent has now confirmed, this is from the Washington Examiner, that the Biden transition team warned, was warned, about Hunter Biden being interviewed. The Secret Service couldn't bother to find him for an interview on where the coke came from. But an FBI agent has confirmed that the transition team for Biden were warned pre, uh, ahead of time about Hunter Biden being interviewed. A former FBI agent confirmed that key portions of testimony from two IRS whistleblowers, including federal investigators, were not allowed to interview Hunter Biden. They didn't just warn them. They weren't allowed to to interview him. That's according to the House Oversight Committee. The chairman, James Comer, stated Monday in an interview given by former FBI supervisory special agent confirmed previous testimony that the FBI and the Secret Service were tipped off about an interview with the younger Biden on the day before the the interview was scheduled to occur. According to this testimony, on the day of the interview, December eighth, twenty twenty, the IRS and the FBI criminal investigators were instructed to stand down outside Biden's house, not approach Biden until he called them. Unbelievable. It's insane. The former FBI agent testified he had never been told to wait outside to be contacted by the subject of of an investigation before. But the agent also acknowledged that it is routine for FBI agents, Justice Department prosecutors, to disagree about investigative steps and changing decisions, charging decisions, rather, according to a source familiar with the transcribed interview. Unbelievable. Both whistleblowers are expected to testify today in front of the House Oversight Committee. They've also testified that they have been retaliated against, no surprise there, by the IRS for their decision to make protected disclosures to Congress. Wow. Told to stand by. Do not interview Hunter Biden. What more evidence do you need, folks? What more evidence do you need? All right, Barack Obama's back in the news. You're not going to be happy about it, but it's very telling, and I will tell you about that coming up in just a bit. Right now, though, we want to tell you about the best small batch coffee on the market. It is amazing. It is incredible, and it is blackout coffee, blackout coffee, not only makes the most amazing cup of coffee, but they also support our troops, support our first responders. Yes, there is even a Dan Bongino blend of blackout coffee. Their coffee is absolutely amazing. Signature blends, flavored coffee, single-serve coffee pods, partner roast, five-pound bags. They have gift cards there. This company cares about our conservative values, honesty, integrity, family values, American values. The guy who runs this coffee company cares about two things, making a damn good cup of coffee and our conservative American values. You need to support this company for both reasons. Throw out that brown water crap you've been drinking. Get a real cup of coffee It is all natural. It is ground just days before you place your order and it's shipped right to your door. Trust me, folks, on this one, you will not be sorry. This coffee is amazing. And you'll be supporting a company that supports not only our troops, our first responders, but supports the Second Amendment, our First Amendment. They're all about America. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm so proud to have this company sponsor our show, and I hope you will be Supportive of them. The link is in our show notes. Do check it out. You get yourself a special deal. And when you go to check out, promo code J20, J A Y 20, and you will get 20% off your first order. That is a hell of a deal. J20 is the promo code at checkout for 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. Wow. All right. This is a post on Twitter. I post tweets now and then because they're important and it's just easier to share them this way on the show. This just in, Barack Obama is supporting pornography in schools. You think I'm kidding? Take a look. These books that Barack Obama is talking about are not representative of who we are as gays and lesbians. It is demeaning and damaging to us. We want them banned because they are smut and they sexualize children. That's Gays Against Groomers writing. And then they end with the question to Barack Obama, why don't you? Here's Barack's post. Today, some of the books that shaped my life and the lives of so many others are being challenged by people who disagree with certain ideas or perspectives. Librarians are on the front lines, fighting every day to make the widest possible range of viewpoints and opinions and ideas available to everyone. Here's his full statement. It's in the tweet. But as Gaze Against Groomers said... They're not banning these books. They're against these books because they're full of smut and pornography. You think I'm kidding? You want to see what's in these books? Among many others. But I will warn you, if you have children around, you might want to get them away from the screen for just a minute. I even wondered whether or not I should put this up there, but I'm going to. Here you go. Romiet and Julio. Is the name of this book. It's kind of small, but I'm pretty sure you can see what's there on the screen. In fact, I would guess if I were on any other platform except Rumble, I'd probably get banned for showing this. And it gets worse. Here's another book. Actually, here's several books. One is called Gender Queer. Obvious porn scenes in there, drawn as a cartoon or not. A book called This Book is Gay, Flamer, and Let's Talk About It, which, as you can see, it's blurred out, but there's some very obvious, be it cartoon, but pornographic images. These are the kind of books that Barack Obama wants to be allowed into your kids' section of your library. Why? 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 What could possibly... What could possibly be the reason you would want that kind of smut in your kids' libraries? Absolutely frightening. This has to stop. Start screwing. You do you, folks. I say it all the time, and I mean it. You do you. I don't care. I don't care who you love. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care. You want to... Be a man and wear a dress and a big wig and walk down the middle of Main Street. Knock yourself out. But leave the freaking kids alone. That is our red line. And you will not cross it. Lighten the mood? Yes, please. A sailor and his dog were rescued after months at sea. This is an amazing story. There he is. This is incredible. Over the weekend, Australian media reported the rescue of a stranded sailor and his loyal companion, a dog, in the South Pacific Ocean. Tim Shattuck, he's 51 years old, he took off from La Paz, Mexico, accompanied by his faithful dog, Bella, three months earlier. One month into their voyage, a violent storm battered their white catamaran, extensively damaging the ship, rendering all electronic devices useless. Shattuck recounted their survival for three months at sea. He and his dog Bella survived on raw fish and rainwater. The ordeal finally came to an end when a Mexican tuna trawler came to their rescue over the weekend just two days ago. They plucked Shaddock and Bella from their boat and transported them to Mexico. Now, I'm not going to play you the whole thing, but just look at the beginning of this report. It's amazing. An Australian sailor and his dog have been rescued off the coast of Mexico after spending three months at sea. A fishing trawler spotted Timothy Shaddock's catamaran by chance and in the nick of time, as a massive storm was about to hit. Okay, can I get your name, please? Uh, Tim Shaddock. Okay, where are you I, from? I'm from Australia. He looks a little bit worse for wear, but he's alive. Sydney man Tim Shaddock and his dog Bella are <laughs> safe. I've just got fishing gear, survival gear. A tuna trawler stumbling across the catamaran in the middle of the Pacific Ocean by sheer luck. Wow. That from Nine News in Australia. Wow, 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 what a story. Absolutely incredible. Whole link in the story, the complete story, if you want to read it, watch the whole video. It's in our show notes. You can do that, but man, that's the kind of feel-good story. But can you imagine, three months this guy survived. And his dog, which I'm sure would have probably been on the menu, God forbid, if the fish had dried up. Man, frightening, but what a great story that he was rescued, and Bella was rescued too. In-N-Out Burger. We don't have them here. In fact, they're not everywhere, but they're a very popular chain of uh, of burger joints. Well, they have taken a stance, and we want to give them a big hat tip because we love what they're doing. Yes, believe it or not, there are actually still some idiot places who don't believe in science or read the news that masks not only are useless, they can, in fact, in some cases, be dangerous. Well, take a look at this. In-N-Out Burger has reportedly taken some new, a new bold stance about employees wearing face masks, smiles, and other facial features. They said... Unless you have a medical reason for wearing a face mask with a note from your doctor, you are not allowed to wear a face mask while you're working here. Yes! It's a popular California-based food chain. And they have been barring employees in certain stores from wearing face masks without explicit medical direction. The company leadership issued a new employee policy... Last week, which barred workers in Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Texas, and Utah from wearing masks at work unless they have a doctor's note. The policy meant to prioritize In-N-Out Burger's exceptional customer service. We are, this is a quote, we're introducing new mask guidelines that emphasize the importance of customer service and the ability to show our associates smiles and other facial features while considering the health and well-being of all individuals. We believe this policy will also help to promote clear and effective communication both with our customers and among our associates. Employees in California and Oregon, meanwhile, can still wear but are limited to company-provided N95 masks in the absence of a doctor's note. That, according to the company, in a memo to their employees. In and out, burger. Good on you guys. <laughs> Finally, a company gets some balls and stands up and says, Nope, not happening here. We read the science. China. Everybody's complaining about Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia Russia this, Russia that. Ukraine, NATO, blah, blah, blah. And it's all big red. Now, not to say it's not a problem and could potentially become a problem because the warmongers would like nothing more than to get us into World War III. But having said that, while you're looking over here at this big, shiny red ball, this big, shiny red China is who you really ought to be paying attention to. Chinese hackers have accessed unclassified U.S. government emails in a targeted breach. And folks, if they can do that, guarantee you they're in other places too. Classified or not classified. Last week, Microsoft revealed a hacking group based in China gained access to government agency emails in a targeted breach. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan promised those responsible would be held accountable following an ongoing investigation. According to Microsoft, Chinese hackers initially breached the email accounts back in May and were only just learning about it. The attack discovered by the State Department a month Later, a month. They reported it to the tech company the same day. The hacking group identified as Storm 0558, noting it gained access to about 25 organizations, including government agencies. The threat actor Microsoft links to this incident is an uh, adversary based in China. Uh, They assess the adversary is uh, focused on espionage, like gaining access to emails for intelligence collection. This type of espionage-motivated adversary seeks to abuse credentials and gain access to data residing in sensitive systems. Wow. They say the breach was successfully blocked the same day It was reported. Yeah, it happened, right? Hmm, it still happened. (laughs) Oh, but we blocked it. Yeah, but they got in. And this is, you know, the day of high-tech, very fast quantum computers. In, out, done. They've got everything just like that. Plus, while John Kerry and his bullshit goes around the world, telling us how we have to, you know, while he's flying in private jets and he's telling us how we have to cut our carbon emissions and cow farts and all that other climate scam crap. Take a look at this one from the Epic Times. (laughs) China doesn't care. They don't have to care. They don't need to listen. They're not buying into this agenda 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever the hell they want to call it now. Climate change, net zero. And all the while, China every week builds another four or five coal plants. And all the while, China sits back and goes to you and your climate change crap. Beijing's emissions commitment being questioned as Kerry holds climate talks in China. <laughs> for what? And true to form, you know what China said? We don't care. He called for real progress, Lurch did, before this year-end UN Climate Summit. Four hours of talks with China, their special climate envoy, I'm surprised they even bother to have one, uh, Xi Zenhua in China. This was just uh, yesterday. The meeting appears to have made absolutely no progress. Mm, Wow, color me surprised. China's commitment to reducing carbon emissions while pushing its climate agenda globally. The meeting, the first major climate discussion between the U.S. and China in nearly a year. And at the end of the day, Also, you know, China is still not happy about that idiot Pelosi going to Taiwan, infuriated Beijing over that. And basically, while Kerry calls on the two nations to work together to reduce methane emissions and other greenhouse gases, China has basically said, fuck off, we don't care, we don't have to care. We'll just go through the motions, smile and nod, smile and wave, boys, smile and wave. That's pretty much all they're doing. While they, just around the corner, open up another four or five coal-powered power plants. Because they don't care. They don't have to care. I right. I got one more that we can get on with our book here tonight. And this is from a tweet. uh, The account is called the Dalbo Dog. It's at Dalbo Dog. It's brilliant. For those of you who don't love dogs, well, first of all, you're evil and you should be destroyed. I have a special spot in my heart for dogs. I remember every dog I have ever had, and I've taken care of every one of them. This is amazing. It's just words on a a page. There is a nice picture to go along with it. I'll share that with you in a minute. But take a listen to this. Really, no, seriously. If you don't like dogs for whatever reason, just listen. Take 60 seconds and listen. I can't take him to the beach for a walk because it annoys you and disturbs your vacation. I have no right to rent a house if I have a dog, nor can I take him on public transportation. However I can take it to the middle of rubble to find you after an earthquake. In the woods after you got lost in the mountain. Had no map, no GPS. Under the snow because you took a detour forbidden off the track. In the water. Because despite the red flags, you've entered the sea. And your life is in danger. And finally, he's just a dog. But he or she will find you. And he or she will save you. Dedicated to all those who do not love dogs. Think about it brilliant share that links in our show notes follow this guy on twitter and share that out it's uh, it's nicely written and it makes you think it does indeed all right you ready 1984 from george orwell is our book read books on this show love reading encouraging you to read get you to read to your kids get your kids to read I'm telling you folks, with all the troubles in the world, getting your mind off things and into a nice book, even a chapter or half a chapter at a time, it takes your mind off stuff, puts you in another world, and does your heart a little good too, drops your stress levels down. Although I'm not sure this book is doing it much. This is George Orwell's 1984, Winston and Julia have just been caught by the thought police. And that was the end of chapter 17. We are moving on tonight to chapter 18 in George Orwell's 1984. He didn't know where he was. Presumably, he was in the Ministry of Love, but there was no way of making certain. He was in a high-ceilinged, windowless cell with walls of glittering white porcelain. Concealed lamps flooded it with cold light, and there was a low, steady humming sound, which he supposed had something to do with air supply. A bench or shelf just wide enough to sit on ran around the wall, broken only by the door, and at the end opposite the door, a lavatory pan with no wooden seat. There were four telescreens, one in each wall. There was a dull aching in his body, it had been there ever since they'd bundled him up into the closed van, driven him away. But he was also hungry, with a gnawing, unwholesome kind of hunger. It might be 24 hours since he'd eaten, might be 36 hours. He still didn't know, probably never would know. Whether it had been morning, evening, when they arrested him since he was arrested, he'd not been fed. He sat as still as he could on the narrow bench with his hands crossed on his knee. He'd already learned to sit still. If you made unexpected movements, then they yelled at you from the telescreen. But the craving for food was growing upon him. What he longed for above all was a piece of bread. He had an idea that there were a few breadcrumbs in the pocket of his overalls. It was even possible he thought this because from time to time something seemed to tickle his leg. That there might be a sizable crust of bread in there. In the end, the temptation to find out overcame his fear. He slipped his hand into his pocket. Smith! yelled a voice from the telescreen. 6079 Smith W. Hands out of your pockets in the cells. He sat still again, his hands crossed on his knee. Before being brought here, he'd been taken to another place, which must have been an ordinary prison or a temporary lock-up used by patrols. He didn't know how long he'd been there, some hours at any rate. With no clocks, no daylight, it was hard to gauge the time. It was a noisy, evil-smelling place. They'd put him into a cell similar to the one he was in now, but filthy dirty, and at all times crowded with ten or fifteen people. The majority of them were common criminals, but there were a few special political prisoners among them. He sat silent against the wall, jostled by dirty bodies, too preoccupied by fear and the pain in his belly to take much interest in his surroundings. Still noticing the astonishing difference in demeanor between the Party prisoners and the others. But the ordinary criminals, they seemed to care nothing for anybody. The party prisoners were always silent and terrified. The ordinary criminals yelled insults at the guard, fought back fiercely when their belongings were impounded, wrote obscene words on the floor, ate smuggled food which they produced from mysterious hiding places in their clothes, and even shouted down the telescreen when it tried to restore order. On the other hand, some of them seemed to be on good terms with the guards— Called them by nicknames, tried to wheedle cigarettes through the spy hole in the door. The guards, too, treated the common criminals with a certain forbearance, even when they had to handle them roughly. There was much talk about the forced labor camps to which most of the prisoners expected to be sent. It was all right in the camps, he gathered, so long as you had good contacts and knew the ropes. There was bribery, favoritism, racketeering of every kind, there was homosexuality, prostitution, there was even illicit alcohol distilled from potatoes. The positions of trust were given only to the common criminals, especially the gangsters, murderers, who formed a sort of aristocracy. All the dirty jobs were done by the politicals. There was a constant come and go of prisoners, every description, drug peddlers, thieves, bandits, black marketeers, drunks, prostitutes. Some of the drunks were so violent that the other prisoners had to combine to suppress them. An enormous wreck of a woman, aged about 60, with great tumbling breasts and thick coils of white hair, which had come down in her struggles, was carried in, kicking, "'shouting by four guards who had to hold one of her at each corner. "'They wrenched off the boots with which she was been trying to kick them "'and dumped her down across Winston's lap, almost breaking his thigh bones. "'The woman hoisted herself upright, followed them out with a yell of, "'F bastards!' "'Then noticing she was sitting on something uneven, "'she slid off Winston's knees onto the bench.' "'Beg pardon, dearie,' she said. "'I wouldn't have sat on you, only the buggers put me there. "'They don't know how to treat a lady, do they?' "'She paused, patted her breasts, and belched. "'Pardon,' she said. "'I ain't myself quite.' "'She leaned forward and vomited copiously on the floor. "'Ah, that's better,' she said, leaning back with closed eyes. "'Never keep it down, that's what I say.' Get it up while it's fresh in your stomach-like. She revived, turned to have another look at Winston and seemed immediately to take a fancy to him. She put a vast arm around his shoulder and drew him towards her, breathing beer and vomit into his face. What's your name, dearie? she said. Smith, said Winston. Smith, said the woman. "'That's funny. My name's Smith, too. "'Why,' she added sentimentally, "'I might be your mother.' "'She might,' thought Winston, "'be his mother. "'She was about the right age and physique. "'It was probable that people changed somewhat "'after twenty years in a forced labor camp. "'No one else had spoken to him. "'To a surprising extent, "'the ordinary criminals ignored the party prisoners.' The Politz, as they called them, with a sort of uninterested contempt, the party prisoners seemed terrified of speaking to anybody, and above all, of speaking to one another. Only once, when two party members, both women, were pressed close together on the bench, he overheard, amid the din of voices, a few hurried, whispered words, and in particular a reference to something called Room 101 which he didn't understand. It might be two or three hours before they brought him here. The dull pain in his belly never went away, but somehow it grew better and sometimes worse, and his thoughts expanded or contracted accordingly. And when it grew worse, he thought only of the pain itself and his desire for food. When it grew better, panic took a hold of him, There were moments when he foresaw the things that would happen to him with such actuality that his heart galloped and his breath stopped. He felt the smash of truncheons on his elbows and iron-shod boots on his shins. He saw himself groveling on the floor, screaming for mercy through broken teeth. He hardly thought of Julia. He couldn't fix his mind on her. He loved her would not betray her, but that was only a fact known as he knew the rules of arithmetic. He felt no love for her. He hardly even wondered what was happening to her. He thought oftener of O'Brien, with a flickering hope. O'Brien might know that he'd been arrested. The Brotherhood, he had said, never tried to save its members. But there was the razor blade, They would send the razor blade if they could. There would be perhaps five seconds before the guard could rush into the cell. The blade would bite into him with a sort of burning coldness, and even the fingers that held it would be cut to the bone. Everything came back to his sick body, which shrank trembling from the smallest pain. It wasn't certain that he could use the razor blade even if he got the chance. It was more natural to exist from moment to moment, accepting another ten minutes of life, even with the certainty that there was torture at the end of it. And we'll cut it off there on chapter 18. Oh, this is getting good again. <laughs> oh, man. George Orwell's 1984, loving this book. And like I said to you before, I'd never actually read the book. Of course, I'm familiar with it, know all the quotes, what it's all about, but I never actually sat down and read the book, which I'm doing now, discovering it with you. Hope you're enjoying it. Folks, don't forget all of our sponsors down there, including our new Jay Sheldon merchandise. You can pick up a t-shirt, a hoodie, a coffee cup, whatever it might be, all of our great sponsors who will get you some fantastic deals on NordVPN, Skillshare, and of course, Blackout Coffee. We're so happy to have them on board. And uh, yeah, don't forget, please do hit that subscribe button, the follow button rather. It's right there. Very easy to get to. And uh, I will see you all again tomorrow. Good night. i <laughs> ha,